Welcome to the podcast where old friends get together to bare their souls, laugh so hard they almost pee themselves, and talk about all the stuff that makes life worth living. And some things that don't. It's It's, Let's let's Get get a a Drink drink Sometime. sometime. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Sam. I'm Angela. And today, we're talking about depression. How exciting. And anxiety, dude. Dep- <laughs> depression and anxiety. And Angela stalls the hiccups. Let's see, let's see, how long. I just like was trying to take some really big, long gulps of water to try and like regulate. And now so I'm gonna have to you, get up in a minute to get you have more to water. take. You have to take a really big deep breath, mm-hmm. and then you gotta like push your your like I don't know how to explain it. You're ba- if you put like, if you put your fingers between like your was it called rib cages? Not, yeah, and then your your like south of your sternum. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a thing there, and you just push it down, you know, <laughs> and then you hold that for a long time, and they'll that, go away. Is that what work, works for you? Yeah. All right. And you you have to sound like that, or else you're not doing it right. 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 I know. You brought um, up my Instagram post, and it, uh, we'll get into what what we're drinking. I in a didn't minute. even, I didn't even comment. I was like, mental note, keep it moving, get these kids kids in yeah. bed, dinner, like, let's so, go. So, I'm I'm I sound like I'm in a pretty good mood. You do. I think that I that's the most misleading thing about depression and anxiety is that yeah. you can still function. I mean, unless you get to a certain point, like, and the the honest reality is that, I mean, when I had COVID, um, so that was, uh, I got my positive test on New Year's Day. Um, I, I had to seek mental health professional at that point. Interesting. Um, you don't hear about that aspect of it. Um, it wasn't as a result of COVID. It was as a result of like, just kind of the infrastructure of life kind of falling to pieces. Mm, um, gotcha. and then also add on a layer of COVID. COVID was really like rains, it pours situation. Um, so I certainly have gotten to the point in my mental health more than a handful of times where it is beyond like the mechanics of life and I need right. to get a little more help. Um, and you know, have had the question, like, I need to make sure you're safe. I need to make sure it's going to be, you're okay. And yeah, I mean, the answer is yes, but, um, I just was in, excuse me, in despair. Um, but most of the time with like my varying depression, like I sound just as happy. Yeah. I have to get to a certain point before. Right. It's recognizable. Um, and those highs and lows, like, you know, someone's going to be like, that's bipolarism. But um, if you if I'm distracted and I distract, like, I love, I'm very social. Um, so, like, that can sustain me. Um, but, you know, when you're depressed and have breaks with not interacting with others or whatever that can be a really sad space for me right um, yeah so i mean like when you see these like 
he was fine just yesterday, <laughs> you know, kind of things. Like, I get it. I really do. I get it. Yeah, I think for me, I, I have your, like, your typical, um, oh, you're, he's just sad type of a, type of a thing. Right. Um, I didn't know there's a little bit of, um, posturing, I guess, like, I, I totally could have come on and just done a typical, I, I guess, I guess part of, part of it is, um, because I was a performer mm-hmm. in my younger years. So no matter if I had a gig, no matter how I felt, I had to get up on stage, you know, the whole show must, must go on thing. Right. Um, you know, no matter how I felt and, and honestly, um, the more, as a musician, a lot of my songs kind of revolved around love and lost love and, and that sort of stuff. And so if anything, if I was feeling a little sad that night, I was probably actually better because there was more emotion behind it. Um, Mm -hmm. so for the most part, um, my wife notices, Amy notices because she knows me. Um, but a lot of the times it's really, like the people who are super, super close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, at my old job, Edmund. Edmund and I have shared a lot together, a lot of experiences, a, just a lot of life. And, you know, he, I, w- I would come in, um, come in to work in the morning, and he'd just be like, something's off with you, man. I'm like, what's up? Mm-hmm. And, and I miss him a lot because... He, he was definitely, he was my day-to-day, like, you know, I could talk to him. You know what right. I mean? Right, right. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I decided. Um, the, today is February 23rd when we were recording this. It probably won't come out for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So if <laughs> the people listening, well, we have an episode in queue, and this is after it. Right. Um, so the people listening, if you recall... Or go back in our Instagram feed, you will see a post that I made um, this evening with, uh, we don't, I, I'm not going to get religious. Um, I don't agree with Easter, obviously, for my own beliefs, but um, Oster, which is where Easter came from, mm-hmm. um, is a pagan holiday. And uh, I, I found some Easter gnomes. Of course, I'm going to call them Oster gnomes because... I'm a dick. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I posted a picture of that and I was just talking about, you know, I'm, I'm not really feeling, feeling it today. You know, I had, I had an, uh, an occurrence this, this evening that kind of, um, set me down a path of, yeah, not feeling so good. Yeah. And then I posted that. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's interesting it's- how, um, I've never actually been diagnosed with depression. Mm-hmm. I guess I have and I haven't because I remember talking. My doctor's really cool. I don't know if I've talked about him on the podcast before, but um, he did diagnose me with anxiety, and um, and and you know later on I was like, yeah, dude, I know I have depression. Like that's just I know it because there's I'm, I'm 38, 39 years old, whatever however old I am. And just so much of my life has been kind of um, 
encapsulated in in depression and i explained mm-hmm. a couple things and he's like yeah okay <laughs> so um uh i i diagnosed myself but i got doctor approval <laughs> mm-hmm. Is this like a general practitioner, like a primary care provider, or is this like a mental health professional? It's a primary care. But yeah, I've lived with it a, a, a long, long time in my life. And um, it's interesting how just kind of like one thing, um, it kind of, it kind of, you mentioned depression with anxiety earlier. And it kind of go. it does it go can. hand in hand. I mean, because, yeah. or it can just like, I, I think that. Well, I'm a byproduct of someone that has existed with anxiety without any reason. So, like, there's a biological, like, health issue that was attached to it. So, um, okay, there was a portion of my pancreas that was not feeding the right chemicals to my liver, um, which, and this was in 2014, and um, mm-hmm. uh, into you know, 2016, like I had, I had a real big health scare with something called, um, histamine intolerance or MCAS. They're different, but the, like symptomatically the same. Um, and I, one of the symptoms of this disorder is not just like anaphylaxis to every food ever. It's also, um, like unfounded anxiety because your chemicals such as, you know, serotonin and and things like that are off. Um, and so I would experience, um, like panic attacks. Um, and I would say to people, but I'm not panicked. I just have the symptomology of a panic attack. Um, Hmm. you know, and, and like, I can describe it. Like, I just remember the first time I had it sort of my ears kind of burning a little bit, like, and then me saying like, I don't feel right. And like, when you say that, like, I don't feel right. Like everything within right. you just feels rushed. And so then you start to get panicked and then you can feel like this monster rising within you, um, before, you know, your heartbeat is about to swallow you. Um, and I, I've had a series of those, but they, they weren't in, um, they weren't initiated or instigated by anything. Um, but like, as that, um, disorder, um, you know, like my body healed those that went away. Um, that's not to say that I haven't experienced a panic attack, um, where there was causation or there was, there was like a trigger, um, and they executed exactly the same. Um, but like with that, I knew all right, this is coming my way and this is going to suck. And I just got to like, with a panic attack, the only way through is through. You can't go around it. You like, yep. and I, I see it in my daughter who is turning 12 soon. Um, and, you know, having to walk her through some and her not really understanding what it is that she's going through. Like she said to me today, she had something scary happen to her. Someone knocked on the door um, when I wasn't home. So legally, she's allowed to stay home for a few hours um, by herself at 11. But, you know, I left her home for 45 minutes while I ran my son around. Um, and someone came early and knocked on the door. But the door was locked. She was not actually in any danger in that person. But right. she could see them through the window. And they could see 
her through the window and it made her feel unsafe. And so she called me and I said, yeah, no, I'll be home in five minutes. I'll be right there. Uh, they know I'm not home. I called them. They're just going to stand outside. Don't worry. Um, and then I, I came home and dealt with them. And later on, she said, suddenly I felt very rushed and I felt like I needed to be in a very small mm. space. And I said, that's fight or flight. That's panic attack. Right. And that's exactly yep. what you do. You give your body what you think you need cover yourself in blankets make yourself feel safe and then i talked to her about some breathing exercises now is this the first time that she's experienced it no is it the is it like the beginning you know how she had a couple yeah like she's certainly not a pro at 11 nor will she be for quite some time um <laughs> sure yeah yeah i'm not even a no pro. one is a pro at a parent you know a panic attack um and so you know i think that the, the power is in just recognizing it and say okay we just got to do this thing and just go through. Because, like, I mean, I have you been through it where you're trying to starve it off a little bit? Like, you're in a situation, maybe it's social, or, like, you just are like, I can't do this right now. I can't do this yeah. right now. Like, I've been in it in, like, crowded environments where I'm like, nope. But, like, it almost makes it worse. Like, I can kind of go through a panic attack in, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> but if you wait, it's so much longer and it's so much worse yeah. and it's so much harder. Because, like, that energy is I, building within you just ready to explode. I've, for the most part, um, I've been pretty lucky where, like, I think the last time I sort of had that sort the um I don't really know the difference between a panic attack and an anxiety attack. I think it's pretty much the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I can get kind of lost in it because, you know, even when I, I wasn't, like, there there was no trigger. There was, you know, when I was sick, they'd be like, you suffered from a panic attack. I'm like, yeah. that, we need a new name for this thing because it's, it's not. Right. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't make a lot of sense It doesn't. Sometimes. No, it really doesn't. You know, and like this word anxiety, that's like a, a blanket term for fear whether it's founded yeah. or unfounded, and that makes zero sense to me. Um, you can get kind of lost in it. I, I, I clearly remember attacks that I've had, whether you want to call it panic or anxiety, Whatever. where, like, I remember on the morning of my grandmother's mm -hmm. funeral, um, we were driving, and where the funeral, where my grandmother lived and the funeral was, it was like a two-hour drive away from our house. And we were about... Um, I don't know, half hour away, and all of a sudden, like this wave hit me, and and it, uh, you know, I was just kind of weird for the rest of the well, for a couple hours after that. Like, okay, that's sort of understandable, death in the family, yeah. you know, grandmother. But then, you know, um, the 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 one I can remember that was more or less just like whatever. Um, I was having lunch with. Um, it was my old company. I was having lunch with Edmund and JP. Mm. It was just a normal day. We 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 were working in the social circle, which is like this no-name small town in Georgia. And there's a really good barbecue place up the street. And so we we had um, it wasn't a new new job or anything. We had, and we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna it's Kelly's barbecue. We're gonna go to Kelly's barbecue for lunch. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Everything, everything about the day was great. It was perfect, and and then I'm just, we're just sitting there, 
eating lunch and all of a sudden you know i just kind of go quiet everyone's having a good time and i'm just like hey guys i'm just gonna tell you kind of having an anxiety attack right now (laughs) this is coming (laughs) yeah i mean it's surprising how quickly you can be like all right and we're good rally you know like it's not there is a chemistry to it it's a process that your body is gonna is goes through no matter what the trigger is and um i think that you know i think it, it's almost like our you know we cry that's a, we cry that's a response right we laugh that's a response a panic attack is is a response um so i think i think it's kind of like that but just because you can't see it initially until you do you know and i've had panic attacks that have scared people um like i had when i had a husband i had a panic attack that frightened him um to like see someone's Mm. adrenaline pump you know where you're gonna we shake and um it is it is scary and you know for everyone yeah and the best thing that you can do for someone that is going through a panic attack or an anxiety attack or like that kind of response is just you're okay you're okay you might like feel like oh my god but they're gonna make it through to the other end you know and you can't solve the world's problems in, in one foul swoop, but you can help them in that moment um, just by telling them, no big deal. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I think that we have this stigma against, like, depression, anxiety, crazy. Um, and oh, absolutely. So I, I think that's getting so much better. Um, like, you look at, like, the history of humankind, like, anxiety, depression, it has existed longer than we even know in like this neck of the woods right like you have oh sure yoga has been around forever Uh, meditation has been around through the ages right so this these physiological mental responses have been around for eons and we're no exception we're not special (laughs) um and there's a reason why we act this way and there are ways to take care of ourselves to like calm our parasympathetic nervous systems down um and there's value in it um and i think that that is you know the depression thing i i mean i for me it equates to like my own power i am i can i'm like deeply empathetic soul so like i can feel so bad for someone else in their circumstance or I can be triggered because someone else made me feel so bad about my circumstance and then suddenly I'm in it and I've lost my power and it's you know my it's been stolen from me and all I feel is this depth of sadness um and it can get worse and it can get better and for me the only way (laughs) to work on it is to like go back to my list of what works for me because I can just get sad and sit on the couch and just cry in my hands or <laughs> I can do the things that I know that work for me which is to go be with the person or go pet a dog or go for a yeah. walk walks are huge for me yoga works therapy really really works for me I need I need to um, I fired my therapist a couple months ago and I haven't found a new one and I really need to find yeah a new one. I mean that's a huge you got to go yeah. like shopping for a good therapist and like that therapist will work better for someone else you know it just may not be your pairing 
Right. Um, yeah. I have a great therapist right now. Like she's heaven sent. I, I, um, she, there's like a certain level of, I don't need someone. There's like a magic middle to accountability and, um, coaching. Right. Um, if I sit there and talk and someone like agrees with me the entire time, I'm like, oh, this is stupid. You have to have an active participant in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean, you got to check yourself because if you just want someone to nod, then you're a, a narcissist, right? Like, you really need someone to say, actually, right. let's look at that, you know? Um, I mean, yes, I agree with you. At the same time, I think, I think people who are on a different sort of, um, I don't spectrum for lack of a better word i'm not talking mm-hmm. about that um on a different wavelength i guess would right. be better um they do just need like i know a few a few people they get depressed and they just need to talk about it right they just need just to get it out yeah absolutely and then they're fine and right. i remember um when i initially went to my therapist you know uh she was like i can be active i can just sit there and i said no i want someone I want a conversation because that's who I am. I'm a conversationalist. Same. Yeah. And and so it's like, no. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it's 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 very helpful. And um, I think I actually I, I, I found a person and I, I contacted them. They sent me like one of their assistants or something, sent me back something. And I've just been slacking. To be honest, I've been slacking and I've been super busy uh, with a lot of things going on and I just haven't gotten back to him. But I do need I do know I need to go back and like, OK, I need to follow up on this. Right. Because um, it is it is a big deal. And I, I know it affects um, it affects me, obviously. And then, in, you know, uh, it affects uh, my wife. 100%. I don't think it affects my kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at putting on a front for the kids, which that's also, you know, honestly, it's not really a good thing because more than likely um, they're probably going to be dealing with one of them, at least to some degree, will be dealing with it too. Right. Um, but we're pretty, we're pretty open. It's like, hey, you know... Um, daddy's going to talk to this person right and um you know sometimes you're sad and that's okay and um so i mean we're pretty we're pretty open and honest about that sort of stuff so i'm not i'm not really too worried about it but um yeah i just uh today was a bad night and unfortunately so my biggest issue is is um I don't have very good coping skills. I mean, who so. who isn't listening to this right now and be like, yeah, I do. No one. Right. You know, coping skills are really hard. And the problem with them is that it's totally your responsibility. No one can right. do it for you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, feel free to add some context to your coping skills, but oh, I mean, well, I need, I need my coping skills are usually just drinking, which isn't good by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I build stuff, uh, carpentry. Yeah. Um, sometimes I cook. Yeah. 
Um, yep. A lot of times for me, depression, it's it's similar to anxiety. Like you, you kind of just need to put your mind elsewhere. You need to, right. you need to figure out something that's going to take your mind away from things. But that's also productive. Um, right. Not to say drinking is productive, but um, those other examples. Um, but yeah, it's like sometimes for me personally, I get, um, I'm not going to get into all the details on the podcast, but sometimes like, like tonight I got into this funk where it was like, oh, I can't do anything about this. And those are very difficult situations because a lot of times you're like, okay, oh, you know, I'm depressed about my job. Cool. Find a new job. I'm depressed about, I don't know. Um, I can't think of any good examples at the moment, but a lot of the times what you're depressed about, you can actually fix, you know? Absolutely. And even though like, uh, like tonight for me, it was just like, this isn't changing. Nothing's changing. And it just hit me hard. And it was, it's not even, it's not even that bad. It's not even, it's nothing, um, detrimental or really life changing. It's just something that I was working on and everything I do is failing. And Mm -hmm. so even though I know in my head, okay, you just got to keep going, you know, you got to keep trying and it's just not working. And so it just kind of hit me tonight. This sucks. This fucking sucks. And, uh, yeah, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to drink a beer tonight. So, (laughs) or six or whatever. I don't even know. No, I mean, that's the thing though. Then, then you have this like process of shame. Yeah. Um, Which sucks too. It does suck. And then, you know, it's like, Oh, add another layer. You know, I had this period and you were part of that period where I was in London and a heavy drinker, you know, 20 years ago. Um, (laughs) we're so old. We're so old. (laughs) Um, you know, my mom had died a few years before and I only just knew, waking up that next day and feeling like I felt crappy last night and now I feel worse because like I couldn't hold it together. Um, and now I've sort of like have this question where I ask like, what's the motivation for drinking this drink? What is that? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Yeah. And if it's for happy reasons, go for it. All for it. If it's for like burying the pain that I feel, I actually have trained myself to be like nope because like there's something in me that's like you're gonna feel sick tomorrow you're gonna feel really sad tomorrow um and it's done like i I can't make that decision so now even if i feel like off like and that's not even like in a like a mental way like sick i like nope i can't take it yeah hence the reason why like my knee hurts right and like yeah it would be fun to (laughs) to drink but like no i physically am not well enough to drink today Mm -hmm. so here i am with my water and my hiccups that disappeared at some point through this. Um, but, yeah, look, I mean, drinking is meant to be fun. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Have one beer. Yeah. Oh, I know. Leave it. Yeah. 
Um, <sighs> I mean, and that's not to say that, like, I do have other things that, like, I'm not so great, uh, like, my kids not knowing. My kids, you know, unfortunately watch me sob at the loss of, you know, my marriage. Um, right. You know, they, they still have their dad, but I don't have my marriage. And I, I, like, there were moments where I, there was one particular fight where, like, Matt was leaving me. And um, I I just couldn't. He was right there. He, he like, he'd, if he was on here, he'd recall it, too. And they, 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 they heard a lot of just so much emotion um and, and it's almost an unmentionable like people they haven't talked about it in a long time um but that was sort of the beginning of them kind of understanding that this life isn't always that happy and like there was a while there where i felt guilt and then my friend anna she was like you know what my daughter's gonna be she's she's gonna be such a shitbag to people because she's not known anything imperfect like your right. kids aren't doing crack they 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 got to see you in despair and they're gonna realize that you picked yourself up and you 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 do this dance with them every day and so right. i kind of look at it like that like i i've had a couple like hard blows like over the past couple months um recently and you know like i'll say to them i'm really sad today I'm, I'm really sad today, and here's the reasons why. And those reasons are obviously, like, censored a little bit. Right, um, you sure. Know, you have to speak a language that makes sense to them. Um, but then they see me happy two days later. And, yeah. You know, um, it, it's a cycle like that. Um, that's and, and, you know, there's other things about my depression cycle that I would like to change. Like, I have this horrible habit that when something goes wrong, horribly wrong in that day, my whole life is horrible. Like in my head, I am like, yep, been there. All the wrong moves I made, yep. like what led me here were all the wrong choices, and I'm not thankful for the journey. And I, I'm literally gonna pack us all up <laughs> and start again. Right. Um. And like my quest over the past, um, you know, couple of years was to really challenge that thought. Um, cause I had moved from country to country to country, but like I'm settled in with the idea that my children need family and they need home. Right. And even if it sucks, this is what we're doing. <laughs> um, and I mean, you can't run, run away from your problems cause they're just going to you follow can't. you. You can't. Right. Yeah. And so like, if anything, what it's done is given me the power to invest in my relationships and right. agree to disagree. Like there's family members that. I won't speak to again, and that is fine. Um, right. And, you know, and that's okay because, you know, my heart is full in other ways. Um, so, like, I'm at the point with my depression where I'm like, it just sucks right now. This is just a really hard moment right now. And, you know, like, I, there are people that still get to get up and go to work, and I still do that. I don't turn my camera on, and, you know, I, if I have to walk away from the computer for five minutes to cry every 15 minutes, I do. I go right back to my room at the other end of the house, cry in my pillow, come right back to it. Yeah. Um, it is a constant cha challenge. Um, but I'm human. You just brought up something that's really interesting. Um, I guess it's kind of the kind of the posturing and, and putting on a front. Mm -hmm. So I just 
I just won. Uh, it was it was like uh, we don't have employee of the month, but there's like this whole thing about love what you do at, at my right. company. Yeah, and yeah. and I was the January winner for Ooh. love what you do, mm-hmm. and my boss wrote this amazingly sweet little you know um he's been like the number one cheerleader for the team and he's from day one he was engaging and he's brought life back to the the team and you know all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. and you know i i i try to do that and, and I, I guess i've been successful um but it's so funny where it, it, it's the same thing it's like if if my coworkers, I don't think any of them listen. If they listen to this episode, they'd be like, "This isn't the Sam I know," mm-hmm. you know. And not to say that the Sam that they see is fake, like that's totally me. Right. Um, but there's just this other aspect of, you know, tonight being depressed. Like there's this other aspect of me that, um. I guess this encapsulates a lot of of what I've been saying. No one, you know, only a few people see. Right. And uh, that's just just part of it, I guess. And it sucks because, you know, the one thing that you kind of need is support. But that's like between the fronting and the posturing and between the social stigma of it all. Um, that's the one thing you, you never get with depression. Right. So. Anyway. Oh, sorry. I was not talking because your mic just lost it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah. Um, I mean, I think you pick your few, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you... You just got to be really honest. And even if they don't have anything to say, because I think sometimes I'm not like this anymore. I used to be. But I, I think if I'm honest about this right now, like mm-hmm. my depression, someone would be like, you're crazy. And now I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. I don't care anymore. Right. Um, you know, like well, there's it's a how you weeks feel. Ago, no one can tell you how you feel. Yeah, and I mean, it's momentary, too. You know, we are, we're so much more fluid than, in our situations and our triggers and all of it. Like, it's so much more fluid until it's not, and then we're just dead. So you (laughs) might as well just, like, be honest about it. And, um, and, and, you know, keep trucking. Like, like, I can literally go from, like, a, eh, to, like, you know, this is a really good moment. Yeah. Um. And I can, and I have the power to put myself there. Like if I start to think about, you know, I mean, I'm not actually like this anymore. I realized this the other day, like it's been kind of new where I'm like, my marriage fell apart, you know, you know, but it took me a a, long time to get there longer than I thought it it would or Mm. did. Um, or, or like just the anger attached to that. Now I'm like, guess what? You're putting yourself there. You can walk away from this right now. Right. Like, my therapist is like, don't pick that shit up. I'm not picking that shit up. Right. 
and like like I saw this quote once um it, she didn't mastermind it but she like it's a belief system for Jennifer Garner um I, I really love her but she says in a lot of things that her mom said like happiness is your responsibility hmm. and like the only way to get through anxiety and depression is to pursue you relentlessly um and and like that's a practice i don't do it every day and i don't do it every hour you know but like when i do i am infinitely happier because i'm making little choices each day you know whether it's like with the food that i eat or the way that i conduct my relationships or stand in my power and responsibility of like actually saying my feelings or you know something for myself to be Mm -hmm. proud of something that i enjoyed you know and then i'm like it's really not that bad it's okay and when it does get bad, it's like a cloud passing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's depression as, as a whole, like, mm-hmm. cause you're, you're, if, if you, if you're a depressive person, mm-hmm. you, you're always going to have those moments like, okay, yeah. life sucks. This is shit. Yeah. But then something always turns around, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't want to say you get over it because sometimes you don't. Like, let's be honest. Sometimes you don't get over it because sometimes it comes back. But it's not, typically, it's not a life-defining thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you can move on. Like, you can... You know, the old phrase, and I I hate cliches. I really hate cliches. Um, But, you know, the whole whatever, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck it. That's that's true. Like, Mm -hmm. it really is. You know? Um, Yeah, I mean, I just look at it like, you know, like, I'm never going to get over that my mom is dead or, you know, that... I'm never going to get over that someone said some comment. You know, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the idea is like, that was painful. But my right. happiness are, is stronger. The spectrum of it all is just longer. Right. Um, yeah. You just stretch, you know, you stretch to fit. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Well, we got to get going. What is your obsession of the week? Um, I, I took several, several years ago, I took an old piano, like it was from 1908 and I turned it into a computer desk mm-hmm. and we used that computer desk for a long ass time. I mean, Declan was using it when we, when we moved into this house mm-hmm. and, uh, there was a situation, um, I'm trying to be a little bit more fit, little, you know, and I looked into standing desks. Mm-hmm. And one of the, one of my uh, coworkers, my colleagues, has a standing desk, and I was talking to him about it. And um, basically, I I took this old computer, like it's a stand-up piano, so they're fairly tall, and I was like, oh, I can turn this into a standing desk fairly easily. Mm-hmm. And so between, I'm, I'm still in training, so I have two classes a day. 
and between classes I uh, modded this desk out. I took it apart real quick and turned it into a standing desk and now I have nice. a standing desk and um, it's interesting because um, I guess maybe I was moving around a little bit more but for the past you know five years working in construction I'm always on my feet right and I've only not been in construction for three months <laughs> but standing has suddenly become like a big deal and uh, uh i guess it's different because i'm not actually like moving because mm -hmm. uh between classes i was like jamming out on my guitar and i was like yeah my my, my feet and legs don't hurt doing this mm -hmm. um but yeah so my obsession for the week is my standing desk which i can post photos of um i'm still kind of working on it i'm I have a few things to do to it. Uh, it'll look very pretty when it's done. It looks kind of Frankenstein-y at the moment, but um, that's it. What's yours? Inventing Anna, Netflix. Inventing, Shondaland. what is this? Don't worry, I gotta go. My leg is throbbing. <laughs> I love all of you people. My knee is like, I'm not having it. Um, but like, watch the show. I, I won't make you do it because it's such a chick flicky kind of thing. Well, I don't know if it's not chick flick because there's no romance to it, but uh, it's everything that's wrong with the world. And it is like just capitalistic, um, you know, trying to, to like, Fake it until you make it, and then sometimes you make it, and sometimes you just don't. Okay. Um, and it's like it's a it's a real story. Um, it's based off okay. of an actual human, and um, the accent that Julia Gardner does is hysterical. Her Anna Dolly. It's so funny. It, like when I got on, I thought this chick and this accent. She. This is like a strikeout like she but then i looked into it more i actually researched and i was like yeah no she's not wrong right she's like a flippant um like trying to be social lady it girl trying to like build this quote-unquote business but she's just trying to start a nightclub you know with some curated art or whatever uh, you know for 40 million dollars and um yeah i mean it didn't work out you know she huh. borrowed money she spent money frivolously and, you know, she was nice to people in the beginning when she was climbing, but then ultimately she didn't have any money left. And, um, you know, the lies ensued, more lies ensued, legal action and wow. incarceration. Um, but it, it was very interesting. Anything that Shonda does is incredible. Um, like Bridgerton, same, yeah. same, same team of people. Um, so like I was in Shonda just on Rhimes? that note. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's, what's the and show it, called again? Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna. Okay. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I highly recommend, I just like soaked on through that. I highly recommend go for it guys. It's good. It's really, really good. I'm always looking for, if new you are depressed shows. and you do not, you will feel better about you. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch this, because you're not in jail at the end with no friends. Way to bring um, it full circle. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you know what? I'm a responsible adult with a common reality of other people. I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> I've got meds and she doesn't. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, 
Go, go take care of your knee and... Oh, I gotta elevate ice drug, you know, all this. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend about us. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Google Play to let others know what other people are missing out on. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Get a Drink Sometime. Thanks for spending time with us. Come back and check us out again. We'll see you around.